(laughs) But it does make you think. And I guess if it's making you think, then it's doing its job. Because I think that a lot of artists want the viewer to think about it. Welcome to Creative Type Podcast. You're listening to episode nine. Is abstract art real art? This is Lori dun, dun, Rivera. Dun. <laughs> I'm <Sorry>. Lori Rivera. <laughs> and I'm Jamie Haney. The and welcome. Po- poorly timed sound effects. <laughs> and we are your hosts for Creative Type Podcast. So, okay, this can be a controversial topic. Is abstract art real art? But we're not going to make it that way. We're just going to kind of give you our thoughts on what we think about abstract art and our experiences with it. Jamie creates some abstracts and I do too. And uh, so we're just going to kind of have a conversation about it. So I'm sure you've heard many people compare abstract art to, you know, child child's play and stuff like that. So, and some people do think that about abstract art and I have to be very careful in my own practice because my passion is creating abstract art. That's really what I love doing the most. Now I do represent, I create representational pieces also. And I think sometimes I do that because I don't want people to think that I can't do that too. (laughs) And that's really a (laughs) bad trap to fall into. You know, because I worry about people thinking, oh, well, she can do abstracts, but can she do real art? Right, right. I know exactly what you're thinking, because people think that if you can make something look like it's supposed to make, then that makes you a good artist. Exactly. Yeah. So, and that and that reminds me, too, of we've talked about this before, Jamie, but it seems to us, I know we had this conversation, it seems that if you're a non-artist, like you said, you're more impressed with things that look like actual objects. Right. And And that's understandable because if you're not an artist, then, and these people that say, oh, I couldn't draw a stick figure because that is nearly impossible for them to even imagine being able to create something like that. So I totally understand that part of them saying that. Yeah. However, there's another. And then, yeah, the other side of it is artists, mainly artists who do paint only representational pieces. A lot of times they're impressed with abstract art because something they haven't tried or they're scared to try it or, or they just. Or they have tried it and it's hard. Yeah, it is hard. I find personally, now this is just for me. I'm not speaking for everybody else. Uh, but I find abstract art to be a lot harder to create than representational pieces. Good abstract art. And that's always subjective. However, I think yeah. that I think what the hardest part is for me is like, well, it depends on if you're doing non-objective or objective, but paring down something like if you're doing an abstract landscape or whatever, yeah, paring something down to its most essential essence that's the hardest part is paring down I mean really truly anyone can just throw paint on a canvas and call that abstract art right and you know it's subjective you might get lucky and it might look great but to make something with intention and to really have thought into it I think is one of the most difficult for me it is the most difficult piece of art to try to make for me too yeah yeah 
And, and you I create think, a lot of abstracts. I think you have a lot of beautiful abstracts. Yeah, I go in my, thank you. I go in my spurts, you know, yeah. <laughs> you know, right. I jump around a lot, but uh, that's really my Well, I wouldn't favorite. say you jump around a lot. You don't jump around a lot. You, you have, you go through phases Yeah, and you, you, you got, you start getting a little tighter and, right. and I think that you naturally want to get out of that. And so you go back to your abstracts. Yeah. I think that's, I think that is a very like a good self-care as an artist, right? You don't want to get right. bored with things. We don't want to be too tight. Although some people love to paint oh, yeah. tightly and, and I can appreciate that too. You know, my dad was an illustrator, loves tight stuff. Mm -hmm. So he really appreciates that. And I can appreciate that as well. Right. Yeah. But like you were saying with, uh, you know, uh, pairing something down to its essential shapes and forms and whatever, um, I think what's the hardest is not necessarily abstract or realism or representational, but like you were saying, uh, abstracting objects. Yes. I think that's the hardest to do out Me of too. everything. Right. It, I think you have to be, to do that, to me, it seems like you would need to be good at both representational and abstract and somehow merge those together. And I just think that's like the ultimate form of, you know, abstraction. Right. I agree. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Because yeah. if you if you really can't make a painting look like you want it to make as far as a, an object, you know, subject, a subject or an objective piece, then how are you going to break down? things to their most you know essential essence oh yeah yeah and I think you have to have that as a just like I tell people you don't have to learn you don't have to know how to to draw in order to be a good painter but it doesn't right. hurt does it does oh it yeah hurt? I think it definitely helps and I I have found that okay like when I first started painting I just did abstracts that's right. mostly what I did well I did I did some flowers and trees and you know mm -hmm. in my own way or whatever pretty mm -hmm. abstracted you know but um abstracted because you didn't really know what you were doing yet right or okay. right I did not okay. know I didn't know what I was doing whatsoever I had had no classes except for the little bit I had in high school and middle mm -hmm. school and mm -hmm. I was going off of that but uh basically uh what was I saying shoot I lost my train of thought <laughs> I hate it when that happens, <laughs> that happens a lot. um but it's oh cool. I know what I, I know what I was saying uh I feel like my abstract art really didn't improve a lot until I took still life classes. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So like learning how to render uh, shapes, you know, where they look 3D on a 2D surface, mm -hmm. that helped me so much. It really? just seems like really that's when I started creating better abstract art. I find that fascinating. So do you still do that? Like the piece behind you, which is very Kandinsky-esque. Is there something at the base of that? Like, is that an abstracted subject? No, not really. Even though <laughs> my okay. daughter, my daughter and my husband saw a cat right away. Yeah. Well, that goes back to, you know, I never did look up what that term was. I that goes either. back to our eyes just wanting to recognize stuff in there. I see it too, though. Right. I know exactly right. the cat that you're talking about. Yeah. You can't help it, right? When you're just sitting there and you look at the yeah. floor or if you're in the waiting room somewhere. I mean, how many faces do you see? I see every time I go to the bathroom at my house, I have this this rug in there and it has the most amazing designs in it that my mind makes up that oh you know, yeah the some of it is just like a little tiger print or a leopard print and flowers and I see 
millions of paintings in there. And I always think, man, I need to bring a sketchbook to the bathroom with me because <laughs> yeah, really? these would make awesome paintings. And then I forgot about them. Poof, they're gone, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But oh, that's so really interesting about how you got better at abstract painting by taking a still life class. I think, oh, yeah. I, I yeah. really think that's amazing. Yeah. Those still life classes were just, it seems like that just really what propelled me forward with my art overall too, you know? Oh, yeah. I've never taken yeah. a still life class. Now I did still life during class. Like, you know, I had a really good art teacher in high school uh -huh. and he set up still lifes for us. And then I took some summer classes in between. Really, it was kind of like, I, I can't imagine letting my son walk around Evansville now, but I did as a kid. I mean, I probably was. I had my high school art teacher as a teacher before I was even in high school. And it was oh, one yeah. of those summer classes. And I walked, I remember one time, part of the class, you got this giant like sketchbook uh, made out of newsprint, you know, just cheap stuff. Oh, and yeah. you got like a marker with it. And I remember walking to the university, that's where it was at. And it was like not even close to my house, but my parents were at work. You know, I was a latchkey kid. So I remember walking and it rained and I used that as a number. <laughs> <laughs> That's how young I was. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just, uh, I, and I think, uh, well, I'm kind of getting off subject here, but that was all the, the, the classes that I've taken as well. Now we did yeah. have, I guess that's not true. I went to get, when I got my graphic design teachings, uh, you know, I got a visual communications Oh yeah. Um, degree, I guess is what they called it back then. Uh -huh. which is a fancy way of saying graphic design, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but we had, so I got to take some drawing classes in, but I picked that, but it was nothing, um, fantastic. You know, it was a two-year college. It wasn't a, a university, so to speak. And, but it was still anything is good. And actually oh, yeah. I kind of like from some of the horror stories I hear of people going to university for this and having, you know, a huge, um, you payments. mean for art? For art, yeah, for yeah. a Bachelor of Fine Arts, yeah, right. uh, I, or an MBA. I think that you can learn as much doing it yourself. But the thing is, you just have to do it, right? Yeah. Oh, because, my gosh, yeah. It takes so yeah, much unless practice. You're going, yeah, unless you're going to specialize, like, um, if you're an intern for a, an artist or, mm -hmm. an, what is it, an a, atelier those like really teach you how to actually paint. But I hear so many mm -hmm. on podcasts. I don't know of many artists that say this in person, but on podcasts, I hear them say, oh, you know, you're given a space and you're given assignments in university, but you're never really taught how to paint. Like they just yeah. say, here you go. And it, it does seem like, yeah, really. And it does seem like when you're in art school, you learn mostly representational painting, right? Or drawing oh, well, or whatever know. it is you're. Maybe so. Doing. Yeah. I think I'm not sure. I, yeah, I'm not sure. because I didn't go to art school either. So. Yeah. Well, maybe uh, it depends on the school. I'm sure it would depend yeah. on the school. Probably. So I, I have a friend who is a teacher at SCAD in Savannah or maybe he's in Louisville. I can't remember. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. But, um, He's a fantastic artist, and I'm pretty sure that he teaches his students how, you know, some really good, you know, drawing skills or painting skills. Uh huh. Because yeah. just because he has that skill, I mean, he's just tremendous. But right. Okay, so um, well, here I've got a question. I'll I'll go next. 
how do you respond to abstract art yourself? Yeah, uh, that's a good question. I, you know, with to me, abstract art really conveys feeling. Mm-hmm. To me, that's like the biggest thing. It communicates feeling. If it makes you feel something, then to me, it's doing its purpose. I think as a female, I think that we're naturally drawn to feelings, aren't we? Mm-hmm. Um, because it's the same way for me. Yeah. I, I wrote the very next line says, for me, it's about feeling. Yeah. <laughs> Feel, feelings in art and experimenting with my materials and thoughts and trying to get my emotional uh, response somehow out on canvas. I mean, it doesn't exactly. always work, right? Well, I have a lot of bad abstracts. But, oh, I do too. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm probably more bad than good. <laughs> <laughs> me too. I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> me too. Yeah. And it's like, sometimes I feel like I don't even know what I'm doing. So I feel like I, that with every painting. <laughs> like, <laughs> we talked about that yeah. before. Yes. It's like you start a new painting. You're like, what do I even know how to, how do I hold this brush? What do I even do? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> who, who painted the last one? How did I, sometimes I think I am nothing but a channel for something to come through me. Do you ever feel like that when you yeah. get in the flow and you, you're just painting for hours and then you have this piece and you're like, how did I even do that? I, I know that yeah. with a lot of my work. I do oh, I feel do too. like something, something just comes over me and takes yeah. over and I'm just somehow a vessel and a hand and it's going, but right. yeah, I mean, and especially when time goes by that I made longer than I want to get back in the studio, I have that horrible sense of where do I even start? Whereas I think that oh, is yeah. really good to have your try to get in here daily to do something so you don't have that I think because it's muscle memory a lot of times I think if you get in here you just start right I think you're right whereas if we come down uh well if I come down to my studio and it's just kind of like you know I start putzing around moving things around cleaning my studio and it just it's procrastination is all that is Mm -hmm. so I kind of got off subject here but that is um that's how I respond to it when I'm creating Uh, it. But when I respond to it, like when I see others art, I think it's definitely feelings for me. And sometimes it's not even good feelings. Sometimes it's like, Oh, that makes me feel angry, but that worked, right? That may have been what the artist wanted you to feel. Exactly. And I think that's why it's so much more emotional can be so much more emotional than subjective art. Is that the right oh, yeah. word? What yeah. Objective. Obje- objective yeah. art. Yeah. 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 I think so too. And also, I guess there, for me, there is another purpose to abstract art too. Just it's aesthetic qualities. Yeah. You know, sure. I mean, it just, let's be it honest. Is. It looks good right. in this room. That's right. <laughs> you know, I mean, <laughs> whatever there's nothing wrong with that. About. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. At least I don't feel like there is. I don't think so either. So yeah, for me, it's really two things. Yeah. The aesthetic qualities and how it makes me feel. Yeah. I, I think that's good. And I do think the aesthetic qualities is nothing to like sneeze at. That's, that's important. We want beautiful things around us. And somewhere I'm sure that deep down, if you, if there's a piece that you like, there's got to be probably a reason. And it's not just Mm -hmm. because, oh, it looks great in this room. I think there probably is something deeper that maybe you just haven't quite connected with yet, but it's maybe your subconscious did. Mm -hmm. And, and maybe like the lady that bought your painting that said she thought she liked your colors, but it, well, it turned out that it was just that the painting made her happy. 
that right. she had lived with it for a little bit and it wasn't, was it the colors that she said she liked? She, at first she at thought first, that's yeah. what it was, but then she really thought about it and it's like, no, it makes me happy. Yeah. It makes so me it feel joyous and excited. Right. She said it excitement too. A deep emotion and her mm-hmm. happiness is a deep emotion. You know, yeah. it's not so surface as it kind of appears. Um, I think, I think it can be really a deep, joyous way back to childhood, you know, Oh yeah. think about how, I mean, if you're lucky, you had a happy childhood, right? And I think that that's one of our, our best emotions. <laughs> oh, I think so too. Yeah. yeah. And, so uh, this, you know, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Oh, we were talking about bad art. And how many oh. bad paintings we've created. Yeah. I just wanted to say something about that real quick. Yeah, uh, I think that creating bad art, it's good. It's good if you create <laughs> bad art, you yeah. know, at first yeah. anyway, or even, well, even if you're a professional artist, you know, yeah. if, to me, it's like, if you're not creating a bad painting every once in a while, you're not trying new things and trying to well, break out and yeah, basically just right. trying new things, you know, because the way I look at it is we're going to fail. You know, for every failure, we learn something from that. Right. I think. Right. And I, I also think that, and I've heard other artists say this too, but you have to be okay with creating something bad before you get good at something. Right. Right. So, yeah. so my best advice for people out there, if you want to try abstract art or if you're trying to create it and you're struggling with it, do not stop. Because I guarantee you, if I would have stopped the minute I created a bad abstract painting I would not be creating today that's for sure yeah if I had quit just because I made something bad right so don't stop do not give up just keep trying and trying and then we kind of have differing opinions on this but I am not one to paint over a bad painting oh yeah you are but I heard a really good podcast it was a a few months old I can't remember which one it was because I listened to a ton but this artist that was being interviewed said that she used to paint over a lot of stuff or she would just keep changing the painting until Mm -hmm. she she discovered that when it was all said and done, she had basically created 10 different paintings to where if she had just picked up another canvas and continued on, then she would have had 10 paintings and each paint over did not make it better. It just made it different. Right. It wasn't necessarily improved. It was just different. Yeah. So that I always, I really resonated with what she said there. And I mean, I've always been a believer. I don't paint over the bad stuff. Well, there's been one painting I painted over and now I wish I hadn't yeah. done it because I luckily I took a picture of it. Right. So I, I always take pictures. Of, I think it's subjective for even ourselves because what we yeah. feel is bad one day, go put it in the closet, bring it out a week yeah. or two, a month later, you may, might be like, oh my God, this is awesome. I did this. You know, you have a totally fresh eye on it and uh, it could be a lot better than you think. And like we've, we are always so hard on ourselves. We are. Yeah. Yeah. I think we're harder on us than anybody else is. Oh yeah, for sure. For the most part, I guess, unless you're a critic, right? Yeah. (laughs) Or a, or a critique. You've given critiques at the school. That's why I've heard horror stories about those. Yeah, me too. Okay, so I have written down here, uh, abstract art may or may not reflect reality. And I think that's one of the greatest things about abstract art. And it's one of the reasons why I have a favorite artist, uh, 
that we'll talk about at the end of the program of of the way that her reality or oh, actually it's mine I don't have any idea what she's thinking of when she's painting this it's my reality when I receive her painting through my eyes I don't mean I've like bought anything from her I'd love to have some of her pieces but but you know I'm receiving her images and it's my own reality instead of her reality and I think that's with all art really that we create but especially so with abstracts you got anything to say about that well I know who you're talking about because we did mention it before we got on here and I love that artist too well I'm talking about yeah about creating oh really yeah Yeah, but yeah you create your own reality yes I I totally agree with that oh yeah yeah so also I think when you're creating abstract art it comes from artists' uh, sensitivities, our feelings, uh, memories, and impressions. They all go into creating abstract art. Whereas I think if you're painting a still life, say you're painting an apple or whatever, I don't, I mean, you can incorporate that into it, but I mean, how much can you feel about an apple? <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, I guess right. unless you're doing what uh, abstract expressionism or. You know, yeah. there's lots of different types of abstracts too. Oh yeah. Like post-impressionism and abstract expressionism. Right. And abstracts really haven't even been around for, I mean, they haven't been around as long as I thought I know. they had. They like haven't. The, the, yeah. The, is it like the 20th, when, 20th century? I think century. so. 19th or yeah. 20th. Yeah. Probably 20th. Yeah. Yeah. The 20th, because it was like 1907 or something like that it was when is when the first abstract was at least that we have record of that we have yeah I was gonna yeah. say something about that too right. that we have record of yeah you and know you really, don't know how many abstract artists may, might have been out there before right oh yeah you know? because the history books are so you know limited on just a very few fraction yeah there might be the actual uh, artists yeah there might be very, more. Yeah. And heavily, Sorry. <laughs> it's okay. And heavily male oriented, you know. Oh, yes. Where we know there were women artists. Of course, they would have had to have been probably of wealthy means to be able yeah. to do that. But uh, yeah. I wonder if there are any other people out there who have any of their ancestors' paintings stashed away in a room, you know? I don't have know. you ever thought that, about that? No. Well, not until now. That's pretty cool, though, to think about. But yeah, I mean, abstracts, right? Is right. that what you mean? But yeah. Maybe abstracts. they created anything, but really abstracts, yeah. you know? Yeah. 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 I have my some of my great grandfather's ab- work. He was an abstract artist, but it's really cool to have that just. It was done so long yeah. ago, you know, my great grandfather. And uh, I think it's pretty cool. That is very cool. I have, I have some of my dad's paintings. Oh, yeah. He that's does, right. It's it's crazy because, like, my dad is so good at painting, mm-hmm. but he doesn't enjoy it. It's like, <gasps> oh, man, you're just like yeah. wasting all that talent. Oh, bless <laughs> me, right? I know. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> all right. Well, what else have you got there? Well, let's see. I think that, I think that about covers, I, you know, can, so I have a question for you. Okay. Do you think abstract art can be too simple? Well, I think this goes to a personal taste, right? Yeah. Can it be too simple? You know, when I think of that, I think of that, uh, is that Rothko that just had the, the The color fields, the color fields. Yeah. um, 
That's that a hard is, question. That's, that is so hard because well, I want to say yes immediately, but that's surface, right? That's the surface right. answer. Because when you dig deeper, you're like, but really there was probably more thought to it than him just putting yellow paint on a canvas or yeah. white white paint on a canvas. That I bet, I, at least you hope, right? <laughs> yeah. But it does make you think. And I guess if it's making you think, then it's doing its job because I think that a lot of artists want the viewer to think about it for it to, you know, uh, I've heard people say, I want to have a response, whether it's good or bad. Exactly. I don't, I don't want indifference to me. That's the kiss of death. And it's the same for me, like lackadaisical approach to, you know, a lot of people think, eh, take it or leave it. Well, I don't want to create art like that. And I, oh, yeah. it's hard, you know, and I do sometimes it just happens. Right. Oh, I and do too. Getting, yeah. yeah. We're getting low on time. Yeah. Low on time. Right. Well, so maybe we can end this with, do you have, well, wait a maybe, minute. What? Wait a minute. You need to answer that question too. Yeah. About the artists, yeah. our favorite. Yeah. No, do you want me to go no, first? No, no, oh, what? You, the one, the oh, do I think abstract can be too simple? Yes. That's a really hard one to answer, like you said. Yeah. Um, me I mean, I think there. I think in a sense, like if you're talking about, can my kid do that? I mean, yes, there are some abstract paintings out there that if it's just a square or if it's just sure, anybody can do that. But like you mm -hmm. were saying, if it makes you think, then it did its job. So I agree right. with you. Yeah. 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 Okay. So Lori, do you have? I'm going to ask you for two painters. I want to ask you who your favorite abstract painter is that is non-living. So like perhaps it's a modern or a uh, master, a modern master, not a modern master, be a dead master, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> and, then right. I, and then I want you to give me who is your current favorite okay. living artist, abstract artist. Yeah. Okay. Well, non-living, I guess my favorite abstract artist would be Kandinsky. And uh, living artist, my probably my favorite is an artist out of, I think she's out of New Jersey, and I don't know if I'm pronouncing her last name correctly, so I'm sorry if I get it wrong, but Dorothy Ganek, or Ganek. Okay. okay, but you can't just answer like that. You have to say why. Why was Kandinsky your favorite? Right, right. Well, Kandinsky, I love him because, I don't know, there's something about his paintings, like he has this asymmetrical balance mm -hmm. in almost every one of his paintings like he just the way he puts the objects the shapes he did a lot of he painted a lot of shapes and mm -hmm. things so just the way he arranges everything on the canvas yeah it's yeah. like they're perfect like you can just tell he really thought about where to put each object and how it relates to the other objects on the canvas mm -hmm. you know so it just seems like he put so much thought into it right. now whether well, that, he did or not I don't know but well, it just appears that way I think he must have for it to have turned out so balanced right right because it's easy to have an unbalanced painting and oh, it does yeah. take a lot of thought so that kind of gives 
the naysayers to abstract that, oh, well, my kindergartner could do it. Well, they yeah, might be no. able to, but <laughs> probably not. not. Yeah, probably yeah. not. Yeah. So yeah, just the balance he achieved in all his paintings or almost all of them, you know, it's okay. just amazing to me. And oh, something else I like about his paintings are the lyrical quality of them. I think he okay. was definitely influenced by music. I think that's what I've read. Oh, yeah. And that's and, right up uh, your alley. Yeah. Yes, yes. And I, I'm influenced by music too. And I know in the last episode, or maybe the one previous to that, you said you're influenced by music as mm-hmm. well. Yes. So I just love the lyrical quality of his paintings. I don't see how people wouldn't be influenced by music. I think you would be hard yeah. pressed to be listening to something and not have it influence your art or your writing or your dance. How could it not? Right. Right? Especially. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah. 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 Definitely. Okay, well, we'll, we'll leave and the then, show notes for Oh, and then, then uh, also my living artist. I didn't okay, say why yeah. I liked her. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Dorothy, uh, her, I love the raw quality of her paintings. Like something I have a problem with in my abstract paintings is sometimes I think I tend to overwork things. And hers are just so, like, she just, like, arrived at her point she wanted to get to. And it just... It's just so beautifully arranged. Her paintings are just gorgeous. And uh, they make me feel something too, though. You know, I look at them and it's like just this really happy feeling I get. Mm-hmm. I just, her compositions are amazing too. Well, and you think that she arrived at that and then stopped and quickly and everything's right. perfect. But I'll bet, oh. you know, like most of us know, nothing comes out. If you have, if you're lucky enough to have something come out like that, that's beautiful, that you had yeah. no effort it is definitely divine inspiration. Yeah, right? but she makes uh, it look effortless. Yeah, and that's a yeah. sign of a really, really good artist to like make it, it just look, uh, like yeah, just yeah perfectly, you know. Arranged. Well, I have to look her up. I've not heard of her, so it, that sounds really interesting. And I've noticed a, a a oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, a series of things that are common with you is this happiness. You keep going back to this happy, happy, happy. I think that that is somehow in your, your need because you've had problems with depression in the past. Yeah. And I think that's great that do anything in your power to keep yourself as happy as you can be. Right. Uh, Right. And and with everything that just shows you that happiness infiltrates your life and you, you infuse it in your life. Oh yeah. And And I think especially, oh, go ahead. No, that's pretty much all I want to say that. And I think especially with art. I think that art has the ability to transform your mood, mm-hmm. you know? So oh, like, I think sure. it's really beneficial, like, especially if you struggle with depression or anything like that, even if you don't, right. I think it's just important to surround yourself with things you love, things you find yes. beautiful, things that make you happy. I, I just well, think that's and, really important. And I have to add to that. Um, I don't necessarily always want happy stuff around me. Some of the things that make me happy might look very dark and depressing to someone else. Exactly. Because I like uh, heavy emotion in my paintings. And a lot of times that does come across as dark. And I've even had friends ask me if I'm okay when they see a painting that I'm working on. (laughs) But it isn't that way because I don't, thank God, you know, I don't have tendencies to be depressed. Um, That's not natural for me I don't have that at least at this point in my life so whenever I'm painting something dark it's because it's it's moving me in a way that I want to be moved at that time and I don't feel the need I don't feel the need to produce happy stuff all the time and I'm not saying that you do right but 
but I think that is good for you. To, that's a, a level of self-care for yourself. At least it looks it like is. it from, from my point yeah. of view, it looks like that. Yeah. Well, I think that's great. And I think it's great for, you know, we don't just like it was that movement that's, that's gone lately here where don't tell me to smile, you know, the, and kind of goes back to the, the patriarchy right. of wanting women to just to be happy and pretty and smile. <laughs> we, yeah, don't have, right. we don't have to be happy and smile all the time. You know, I'm kind of, I kind of get a little irate sometimes because I, you know, especially you're kind of in my generation. Well, you are in my yeah, generation. Yeah, I am. Yeah. yeah. And we have seen both sides of it deeply, mm -hmm. really, you know, whenever we were working, Oh, I know you're running close on time. When, whenever I was young and working, I, oh gosh, it was, I've been fired because I wouldn't date my boss. And, yep. you know, that's Fair. unheard of now. That is, that's just, yeah. 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 So we've, I've just lived that and I'm, you probably have too, I'm sure. Well, that'll have to be a conversation for another day. Right. All right. So now uh, I'm going to Wait a minute. Give, wait, oh, are okay, you giving I'm your sorry. favorites? I was going to. Yeah. Okay, good. I was just about to ask oh, you. Oh, you're going to ask me. Okay. So my favorite abstract painter that I can think of, because you know, I'm moody and uh, it could be anybody, but today <laughs> <laughs> I have to say, and lately, I mean, she's always been a favorite of mine is Hilma Klimt. Or Clint, I'm sorry, not Clint. Yeah, Clint. she's awesome. Yeah, yes, yeah. So she was born in like 1865, something like that. And uh, she was the first, really, abstract painter. But what to me, what's so interesting is she didn't consider her paintings to be abstract paintings. She considered them to be downloads from source, her, whatever her source was. And that, yeah. to me, is so intriguing. I think it I is. Mean, that kind of goes back to the mystical part of, you know, I love mystery and mysticism and that sort of thing. And I'm really drawn to that. So I think that, and while her paintings are, are attractive and I like them and I like the colors mm -hmm. and, and they're huge, uh, I think for me, the meaning behind them is, is captivating. And I, it just, is, yeah. I, and I, and I really do love that. And I can see why you love her. I love her too. Yeah, 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 and, and uh, you know she has a lot of like floral looking. Oh yeah, you know objects in her paintings and some geometric and like stuff too. Yeah, 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 and I and I just like that. So she's a Swedish artist and a mystic, and uh, she was actually before Kandinsky, because a lot yes. of people think that you know, and I kind of think it goes back to the male thing. You know, they the male gets the most of the attention, especially long ago. But so that's my uh, favorite dead artist. <laughs> abstract tortoise <laughs> now my favorite live one and again this is right now because there's so many good artists right and we just oh, yeah. I just oh I just drill looking through Instagram and Facebook and I just see such wonderful artists but right now I'm really attracted to Mary Claire Tillotson and I think she goes by MC MC Tillotson okay and uh, she's a North Carolina artist and she is also a lawyer by day, artist by night. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's a unique combination. Yeah. And she's got a son, I believe. And I don't know if she has more than one or not, but uh, it's kind of amazing the amount of work she gets done. It makes me feel like a real loser. I can tell you that. <laughs> I'm not oh. kidding. Here. Oh, anyway. Um, I think why I like her or why, why I like her work. I mean, she's very personable from the videos. I don't know her personally. I know her through Instagram and uh, I just watch her, her, well, I love to watch her stuff and she gives you little 
um, clips of her painting and stuff. And she shares her knowledge too, which is something I always love because I like to do that. So uh-huh. I think that it's the ethereal quality and her color combinations of her pieces. Um, they, they make me feel calm and like I can go deep into her paintings and I get lost in another world. And I think that this is something that I want to create with my art. And that's why I'm um, drawn to it. But at her, and I do think that yeah, I've seen enough of her clips to know that she's inspired by the nature around her in in her beautiful uh, North Carolina area. And, you know, it's a lot of the same things that I like. And I think sometimes mm-hmm. we like things that we want to go towards. I think so too. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and one more thing I wanted to mention about Hilma Clint was, um, you know, she, she died, I think in, was it the forties, 1940s? Anyway. She was not even discovered and, and not even acknowledged until 1986. She had an exhibition wow. in yeah. Los Angeles, I think. And she was finally acknowledged in art history. I just think that's amazing. How that can... is amazing. Wow. Yeah. You know, uh, another one uh, that I would like to mention is Janet Sobel. And oh, okay. uh, she was she actually did drip painting before Jackson Pollock but Pollock Pollock is the one who gets all the credit for it gets the credit yes I remember watching a documentary about that yeah Uh, and there was actually a newspaper clipping that showed I don't know if you saw this or not but there's a newspaper clipping around somewhere that shows Jackson Pollock going to meet Janet Oh, and, oh yeah, and she was doing the drip paintings then before he was. So there's yeah. actual so there documentation, again. but there again. He, yes, <laughs> that's right, yeah. folks. <laughs> we don't have to keep beating it into the ground, but you know, <laughs> right. if you got a penis, I'm sorry. <laughs> you might have to cut that one out I don't know all right I, I let's wrap this up thank you for listening and uh, I hope that we've made you think about some abstract art and of course you can tell that of course abstract art is real art and yeah. uh, if you'd like to get a shout out from us give us a five-star review and leave us a review we would love five stars of course and uh, give us your information if you want to email it to us and we'll make sure that we get a link to your website or wherever you want it to on our show notes and also in our show notes we'll have links to some of the thing people that we've mentioned today so thank you for listening yeah thanks and Lori, i'll see you next time all right see ya okay bye-bye bye-bye